like us say, we're addicted to the chaos. We, we got to have this. It's never enough having what we have. It's, it's, it's what's the next thing we're going to do? What's the next thing we're going to do? What's the next thing we're going to do? Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a great Masters Week and Easter holiday, but we are back and we will be back every week. This episode, we have George Clausen. This is a catching up episode as last time we talked to George, which was in July of 2020. They had a couple restaurants in progress and now they talk about the teams that they put together in order to open both Drift and Soul City Pizza. And so you kind of put us all together. We're like the trifecta. We talk about the incident that led to the shutdown of Southbound 1. It was like front page of the paper like three or four times. And how that may end up indirectly leading to them opening up locations in Columbia County. And it's not over. There's some other spaces coming that are available within the next couple years. In that whole area over there that's completely undeveloped in the middle of Evans is great. We talk about the major rager and how events are starting to come back from where they were a couple years ago. When you shut down an entire country due to something that, that you know, was scary, you have to be able to, to reboot. And I think that, you know, regardless of any political crap on either side of the fence, America is officially open. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast. It's awesome to catch up with figures like George who are doing so much in the community. And Chris and I can personally attest to both Drift, but especially Soul City Pizza being awesome places to go. And if you enjoy today's episode, let us know. Uh, find us on social media at Drop the Disc Pod. You can shoot us an email, dropthedispod at gmail.com, or you can leave a rating or review, which does help the show to grow. And we have to thank our presenting sponsor today, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Not only has she been our sponsor since day one, but she also has been a great professional partner for me and Chris, helping Chris buy his family home and helping me with all kinds of property decisions, including just recently helping me sell a condo without even putting it on the market. If you want to learn about real estate in Augusta, and if you think you might be making a buying or selling decision soon, check Nancy out at powellpropertypros.com and follow her podcast, which is called Broker Bites. And you can listen to it wherever you listen to our show, or you can watch it on YouTube on her channel, Broker Bites. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at yeah, the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste. I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc Just drop the disc Better drop the disc
And check out Seelark, C.Lark, wherever you get your music. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're back with a guest. It's been almost a, a year, two years. It's been almost two years. Yeah, we recorded last with George in uh, July of 2020. It's which kind of seems like 10 years ago. Right. Yes. If you really think about it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> David has almost already introduced our guest. So I'll let our guest introduce himself. We're here today with George Clausen. George, it's pretty exciting to have you here. Um, the first time was really cool because we got to tell your story. Yeah. Um, and if you guys want to listen to that, you, it, the episode is called George Clausen, so it's pretty easy <laughs> to find. Um, yeah, it's easy. July 6, 2020 was the date. But now we're going to talk about some cool things you guys have been getting into. Um, you own restaurants. You've, you've done some concerts. And uh, a few things have changed in the last couple of years for you. Yeah, I would, I would say that when, as we were ending the episode... George had previewed Drift, yeah. but it hadn't yeah. come to beef yeah. yet. And so we've got a lot to talk about, yeah. things that you've been doing. So s tell us what you've been doing. Let's well, let's start on the personal side. So since 2020 to now, like tell us about what you've been, what you've had going on. Oh God, personally? Nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing really crazy. You know, it's, uh, you know, just getting older. <laughs> One day happening. at a time. Yeah, day at a time. And, um, you know, really just trying to, um, you know, kind of figure out, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. So, you know, trying to I'm not a kid anymore and, you know, trying to do some adulting at the same time. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a fine line of like, you know, I'm not 25 anymore, but I'm closer to 40 now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, uh, it's a transition in life when, you know, when you guys get there, it's kind of like, you know, you still, some days you still want to hang out with the, with the younger crew. And then you're like, Oh, I'm too old for this. <laughs> all, all at the same time. It's a real big mind, mind screw. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and the full story is in the other episode, but can you give us like a brief, like about me kind of a thing? Like for those that maybe didn't listen. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, I born and raised here in Augusta. Um, you know, was uh, kind of accidentally got into the restaurant business of my partner Brian Brittingham. That's right. With Southbound, and um, and but originally was was doing uh, music promotion. I was a talent buyer for East Coast Entertainment, um, and so that kind of started uh, our partnership, Brian and I's, and then um, kind of really got into. Uh, thinking about doing a restaurant while we were kind of looking to do a music venue. And so I was like, oh, let's just open a restaurant. And it was like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, then we figured out how, how hard that was. And that was Southbound Central, <laughs> that right? That was Southbound Central, like, you know, seven, almost seven years ago. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. Which of, is crazy. Yeah, it feels like two and seven at the same time. It's crazy to think <laughs> that we interviewed you two years ago. It's it's crazy. It's Yeah, it is. It's time, time's flying and, and, and things are good, you know. I think you have to just kind of, take a step back and realize how blessed you are because you, everybody, everybody's just so busy. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's so busy in life and then next thing you know, it's like, oh my God, it's been two years when it feels like, you know, doesn't feel like it's been two years. Yeah. It really doesn't. No. <laughs> so, and, and like Chris kind of mentioned, the last time we had you on, we kind of left with you talking about opening an oyster bar. Yeah. And the first thing that sticks out about that is 2020 and 2021 were kind of years that restaurants were closing. Yeah. Not really like a year for opening restaurants. For sure. For um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, we had, 
Southbound, when we originally opened Southbound, it was like both floors. And, right. And then... And that's when, the Riverside one by SRP yeah, Park. Yeah, SRP Park, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, or Southbound Riverside is, is the technical term. Uh, you know, some people still call it Southbound 2, even though there's only one now. <laughs> so, I still call it Southbound 2 or so, SB2. Um, <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, it just kind of like we had that space, and it's the best part of the building. Mm-hmm. And th- th- there is no bad spot at Southbound, as most everybody knows. But um, upstairs, so during COVID, you like South Carolina was different than than Georgia. So like we could be open, but we could only have people like outside. And I don't even remember exactly what Georgia's laws were yet, but or suggestions. I think Georgia suggestions. had like an early curfew too, something like that. Yeah. But you could you could do. You couldn't, people could order inside, but they had to be outside. So we like built this tent outside. And so uh, we were only using the main floor. So the upstairs just never got used. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that went from being the focal point of the building to really nobody for like a solid year was even able to really go up there. And we didn't really use it because we had kind of moved everything outside and we're starting to do some music in the beer garden and had a big tent. And it was like a huge time for us uh financially for especially because we went from nothing you know like and then it was like okay let's just full throttle and that top part that's where you guys were doing like trivia and like people go there and watch sports so like it was it was well used it it was and so it's kind of let's just let's um let's uh try to think about something that could work and i think the main thing with uh with Drift was, and, and, and Drift will reopen here soon. So it's, we we made it more of a seasonal restaurant. A lot of the reason was, uh, well, traditionally, it had gone to where the slow months, like at SRP Park, when season's going, it's wide open. Yeah. And then really, in your December, January, February, it's, it's no bueno. You know, and so, you know, you got to, you know, for three months, it's not. So we kind of went back from, from there saying, hey, look, there's no reason to have a high-end oyster bar open right now. And then we had a bunch of parties. So like we were yeah. having, we were renting the upstairs space and, and it was, you know, Christmas parties, you know, whatever was going on. So then we were having to close like one, at least once, maybe twice a week. So people were getting upset about that. But you know, at that time it was cash grab, you know, like let's, we, you know, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta follow the money. Yeah. Right. And so like, look, we're just going to make this seasonal. And, um, and then we, you know, now we're still renting it. We still been, the, the bar has been open on Fridays and Saturday nights, which has become its own thing where it's kind of the hot spot, um, being a bar upstairs. And so, you know, it's, and with now having soul city, it's kind of like, oh gosh, you know, we have to get drift back reopen. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's a good problem to have, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, it's like, all right, when do we get soul city comfortable enough to where we can focus back on drift and so we're literally in that transition now of starting to focus on when and how to get drift back up so you talked about seasons yeah um and you said like november through february oh yeah and at the same time we thought that it was going to be that and it didn't it's been wide open (laughs) it was like we put the indoor stage and, and, you know, everything was kind of outdoors with, right. with everything at SRP park and, yeah. and, and the indoor stage is downstairs, it's right? downstairs. Yeah. And Brian had the idea to put this in. It's like, look, let's just build a stage in the corner. And ever since that happened with Southbound central closing, it just, the bands and we still have great bands and 
it was that that was even a lot, you know, for us to say which band do we want at which venue each night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were booking bands here. Right. <clears throat> what band do we want? The townie band here. Do you want the Motown band here? <clears throat> it was a big transition. Um, and so, you know, that, that definitely released some stress from us, Yeah. but, you know, putting the indoor stage, <clears throat> it really transitioned Southbound, uh, to, into its full potential and it has not slowed down since. And so, you know, we're sitting back like, God, we should have never, we should have never done drift seasonal, you know, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? And yeah. you know, hindsight's 2020, but you Do know, you think it, that'll be going forward seasonal. I don't know. Okay. You know, it's just. But, you know, the thing is, is, like, it's so easy right now. Like, you know, compared to running two restaurants, the bar has its own life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so much easier versus having staff and this and that. And, um, you know, so, I, you know, we just have to think about it. You know, it's a constant, you know, we, we always, you know, we're, uh, like I say, we're addicted to the chaos. We, we got to have this. It's never enough having what we have. It's, it's, it's what's the next thing we're going to do? What's the next right. thing we're going to do? What's the next thing we're going to do? Um, so it's just kind of like, <laughs> that's just the way Brian and I are um, a lot. You know, it's always, what's next? You know, yeah. We got this, we got this where we want it. Okay, what's next? <laughs> so uh, I had the opportunity, well, we both got, had the opportunity oh, yeah, yeah. to go to the soft opening. Mm-hmm. Um, to of Soul, City. of Soul City Pizza, and I want to talk about <laughs> from when Central Southbound yeah. closed to the idea of where did the pizza idea come from. So I know we talked about before to discuss a little bit of the closure of Southbound yeah. Central, the OG, the OG, yes. And we'll I'll get into that. I mean, that's it. I so mean, let's start there. Yeah, let's, let's start, start there. there. So you know, uh, Southbound really had to. Um, you know, when you're closed and, and, and especially with at that time, Southbound 2 with the outdoor stage and the tents was just booming. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had to think like, what, what, are, what are we going to do that's going to be different? So we used to do this kind of college night things and the DJ would come in. Right. Yeah. And trivia. Trivia and all of, this yeah. stuff. And it was like, and they were like, oh my gosh, there's an untapped market. For all of these college kids. And you're right there. And you're right. I mean, and it's just right there. So it's like well, why don't we just do DJs here? Like, you know, three nights a week. Right. And I remember Simeon, uh, which uh, is the DJ, it was our house DJ, which, uh, you know, he was a big part of of that transition. And I right. think he's Garden City's DJ now, or okay. main DJ. Um, but, you know, and, you know, it was a scene that I wasn't really, I mean, of course, you know, I, I love, you know, DJs and, and it's fun, but you know, I never thought that that was going to happen. But at the same time, we had to create a whole nother identity. And you know, after being out for like a year, right. you know, like what's your next, you know, it's about the survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Right. And, um, and it kind of took off. I mean, it really it did take off. It was like yeah. <laughs> the craziest bar <laughs> slash restaurant atmosphere ever. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we thought that it would last a couple months and phase out like most stuff does, and it just didn't. I think it went eight or nine months of just, like, <laughs> busting at the seams. And so, you know, we hire cops to be there to check IDs, to take liability off of us, all this stuff. And then we knew it was going to come to an end. We just thought it would be too much. We didn't think it was going to last that long. <laughs> and, and a lot of the stress that went along with that, too, like, you know, it was – we just thought it phase out. You know, we were – taking the right steps of having private security. I mean, there, there was three cops on at one time and then like four or five security that we hired personal, uh, bouncers to be there. And it's, you know, back bar DJs, front bar DJs. And, you know, we just transitioned in, into that. And I, I knew that it, everybody knew it wasn't like 
you know, sustainable to continue to go this. And, and it was a lot on a pressure on us too. Like what happens if somebody gets drunk and drives home? Well, that was what, what I know, was going to ask. That, yeah. that, that, must be a that lot of weighed, it weighed on like, this is going to, unfortunately this great ride is going to end on something where somebody's getting hurt. Right. And, and we had these talks a lot. Like this is, you know, it, it doesn't matter about the money anymore. At some point you're like, if something happens to somebody, we're never going to be able to, to live this down and right. live with ourselves. And so, you know, it, it, it unfortunately ended a way that none of us agreed to. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of portrayed in a way like y'all were doing this. And like, there was six kids that didn't have IDs of the 190 something that were there. And it was like, yeah, well, you checked the IDs, so how did yeah. they get in there? And there was this backdoor theory, you know, of like they must have snuck in through the back. And it's like, okay, well, y'all are the security. And it just, you know, it, it really bothered us because we've done so much for the city over the years. And I wouldn't even say the city. It was, there can be a couple people within there that weren't liking the way things were going. And, and I think that it, you know, we've taken care we pay our taxes we have done stuff for the community for a long time so it really hurt brian and i have to be treated the way that we were naturally you know it was like hey look a phone call being like yo we need to chill you know (laughs) and it would have been like okay cool you know just kind of coming in with 17 cops and you know bombarding this place like we were doing something illegal was just completely unnecessary and um you know to that it was like all right well we're going to evans you know this is where it is instead of anything happening with our liquor license and, and yeah. we wouldn't even have lost it you know it was more like we'd never been in trouble before you know anything like that it was like hey look we were going to go before then and we said you know what no we're not well and it sounds like you yeah. talked <laughs> about like we, we this has to end at some point and then it didn't organically end so yeah and then like it was like my 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 like kid little brother like frank hole died and then my uncle dicky died same day and the same night all that southbound happened oh man so it was like when it was three huge things in the same day and it was like i can't handle this right so talk to brian shutting it down you know we're not playing games this isn't a game this is our life we're shutting it down see you later now and I- that was extremely aggressive approach but we were it was really, a lot of people were surprised we we were extremely hurt yeah. You know, we, we were hurt that that this that uh, we weren't given uh, the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that, oh, we're, you know, some playing exactly by the rules. We were not breaking any laws. Right. You know, and and that was kind of like, look, you at least owe us the common courtesy of, of saying, hey, you know, let's let's tighten it down a little bit, yeah. you know, and it just kind of is what it is. So. You know, we were going to Evans, and then Andrew Crumrine, who's now our partner at Soul City, who owned Crumbs on Central. He owned Crumbs, okay. Yes. Exactly. So he Which owns is the for, building. For list, yeah, for listeners that don't know what yeah. Crumbs is, that was the original space. Well, it That's was the what, space before us. Originally yes, before, before, before that, it, like, yeah. it was like, like Cafe Naturel. It was owned by Don Duto. Then it was then it was Duto's. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It was like French restaurant, French restaurant, and then Crumrine bought the building, yeah. had crumbs for like eight years, and that was really successful. But he he grew up, right? You know what I mean? Like uh, he started having kids. When you're a chef and you own the place, you 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 and kids and family, it just right. doesn't mix, right? You know what I mean? So it's just like you had to choose: you're going to be mm-hmm. a family man, or are you going to continue yeah. on this uh, restaurant path? And so, you know, it was, he's the one that had the idea about the pizza place. Hey, let's open, 
let's open a pizza place. So and, now before we go into yeah. the Soul City, because I want to, yes. but I want to circle the Evans yeah. kind yeah. of yeah, rumor. You, right. you, you brought so that we, in. We were, we were going there and we still plan to. Okay. So but that so was we were, my, we okay. were, so it was, um, we were going in, well, we were looking at, I don't want to say we didn't sign anything, but we were real close. <laughs> we were real close to going in and multiple looked at it, and Brian, my partner is really a genius when it comes to working out space. You know, he does a whole graph. He this bathrooms here, kitchen here, booths here, right. everything, bar there. And so, you know, we spent a lot of time in this space behind State Tap Social. But it was just gonna be forced. It wasn't as big mm. a space as we wanted. And it was more like, are we doing this for us? Or are we doing this to try to say we're going to Evans and and forget Augusta? Mm-hmm, right. You know? And that was what it came about. And it was like, what you know. Things are good for us financially. Why are we so set on this? Why are you forcing a situation? Forcing a situation. Yeah. And so, again, I think if the space was a little bit different in that Maybomb building and it was bigger, we would we would be talking about that right now. Right. You okay. Know? And it just and it's not over. There's some other spaces coming that available within the next couple of years. Right. And that whole area over there that's completely undeveloped. Yeah. The middle of Evans is great. Right. Um. So, you know. It's the area that David and I like to say the the new Alpharetta. If they do if they do it if they do it right, sure. it could it's be, be an Alpharetta. It's great. And 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 we fully plan to go over there at some point, but they're just they're they're years from Yeah, I wanna see you do Korean barbecue out yeah, there. there That'd be great. <laughs> I'll go every day. Um so to to Soul City, like so Andrew yeah. just kinda sat down. I think he originally talked to Brian mm-hmm. and was like, Let's do this. Because you had mentioned pizza. Yeah. In the past when we had talked to you, but you didn't want to be specific, and I understand why. And it was just kind of like, you know, are we really going to do this? So, you know, yeah. talking with the city, talking with the, you know, the, the cops and everything. Can we, are we going to do this, and is this going to be an issue? Mm-hmm. After how public right. everything was. Right. You know, are we going to say bygones is bygones, and everybody hug it out? And, right. <laughs> you know, because it, it got extremely. Um, right vocal with Austin Rhodes and, and oh, it yeah. was it was like front page of the paper like three or four times. Yeah. You know, it was like never it was like, oh my God, I can't this is just you know, you it's You're you know, in every group text. Oh God. For it sure. was so much. <laughs> it was so much. And it was just like it was like you know, it was like, you know, we had done this thing that that nobody had ever done that there was there happened to be a couple underage kids in there they obviously fake ids these days i mean jesus christ they scan you know what i mean like, they scan they they can use like literally they buy these things from china yeah and they scan the cops don't even know i'm like cops like i don't you know what right. are you supposed to do you know they've gotten so good it's just not as easy as this is fake it's like they don't scan or show sure, they're real. It's got the hologram and everything. everything. Wow. The hologram, they're fast the hologram. They scan and it's their <laughs> real name, their real address, and their birthdates change. Yeah, when I was in school, <laughs> they would I mean, scan, like, wh- but how? it would be like the wrong uh, gender a lot of the time. Something or- like that, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. how do they even do that? So they've gotten extremely smart with it, and it's practically impossible to differentiate it. Yeah. Because right. then if you're wrong, then, you know, you're going to catch some suit, you know. Right. You're on somebody's night, you know, it's just, you know, uh, you're being prejudiced. Well, whatever right. could, it could, right. it could happen. Yep. Right. So yep. like, it's, it's just, it's, it's really hard. So, and that's, that's why I even started hiring cops to begin with. It's like, look, we can't do this and, or, or security to check IDs and just trying to help, you know, look, I'm right. not going to have somebody that whose friend let them in, you know, like we, we spent a lot of money <laughs> on extra security to, to make sure we were at least covering that. Cause people are like, Oh, you know, an underage kid doesn't make you any money. 
they, they don't have the money to begin with. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't tip well. You know what I mean? Like it, it, their reliability all around. Nobody wants that in their bar. And that's for any bar. You know, if you actually sit back and actually think about it, no, what, what good does underage kids do for you? Right. No, no good. No, no. You know, it's not worth it. Right. And so like, you know, and again, the media, they just, once they get on something, it was like, this is, you know, this is. This is than, a story that's going to give us work for the next ex- month. Literally. Yeah. It was like, how don't you have something else to talk about? Like COVID spiking again. I'm talking about that. You know, <laughs> right. like something, so there's got to be something more important than, than, than Southbound Central. Come on. Stick around. We'll be right back with George Clausen on the Drop the Disc podcast right after this message from our friends at Savannah River Brewing Company. I'm sitting here right now during this ad break and I'm telling David that I cannot wait to taste a beer from Savannah River Brewery this weekend. If you have not had that craving, you have not been. I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best beer, the coolest beer, the most creative beer, and make sure you pick up a six pack before you leave. You can even find it at Kroger. You can find it at Publix. Really anywhere that you find your beer, it's there. Have you noticed their beer can art? I mean, genius. Check them out, Savannah River Brewing Company. You can have all the events planned out, finding them on Facebook, Instagram, it's all there. Savannah River Brewing Company, check them out. Y'all have heard it right now. George went through a lot of crap. Yeah. But you wanted to open something up again in that location it, with, it, with your partners. Well, it just like, you know, we sat back and Crumrine's such a, he's such a good man. He's yeah. just like, he's very just matter of fact, you know, like, hey, look, we think this can work. We, we want to do this with y'all. And, you know, with, with his expertise and, and the, um, as, as a culinary chef, you know, it, it would be like, you know, Brian's very good at um, the numbers and, and, and very good at configuring stuff. Andrew's really good at that. I'm good at getting people places. And right. so you kind of put us all together. We're like the trifecta, yeah. you know, and um, it just made sense. It's been a great, great partnership with, with all of us. So, um, so when did this idea, when was it birthed? <laughs> it was, dude, I think we were like originally trying to like, open like sometime in the it was like a long process open quickly we i mean did, it but we did long but to you i think we were like i don't even remember <laughs> everything it, it was it was planned to be like sometime in the fall mm-hmm. originally and i think we opened in february yeah right and so the fall of this year yeah, this so past it was year. To, oh, okay. This past oh my year, goodness. like that's how long we were. So it was planned doing to open stuff. like eight months before it opened. I probably say you know five to six, five maybe. to yeah. six. Okay. And um, you know, it just really became where it's like we're not going to rush it. And when we yeah. get a dough that we like, when we um, do this, and we spent a lot of tell time. us about that too, because you told yeah. us about the research you did on pizzas. Well, it was just kind of like and like we were. There's so much different, and again, like I'm not a chef. Like you know, I can cook barbecue pretty good or brisket, <laughs> you know. But like messing with breads and doughs and stuff is it's like chemistry. It, it literally is like chemistry, <laughs> yeah. and you change a little bit of flour, and we do a little bit of wheat in ours, and we mess with spelt flour, we mess with you know, it just a, a lot of different things, you know. A, a another ounce of water you have a whole different pie right you know and it's just like uh i never knew it was that detailed but i knew that andrew crumrine was he was gonna f- like figure this out yeah and we went through i mean god dude i gained like 25 pounds in like five months <laughs> you know what i mean like it was a long it was we ate a whole lot of pizza and um and tried a lot of stuff before we finally got to where we wanted it to be um 
And it, did and you have like any place or anything that you kind of based it on? Not really. Like a city it, style it, even? It wasn't like, I mean, yeah, there was different stuff. I mean, that you would go in and it's like, we want to make this like a, uh, we didn't want it to be too artisan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we wanted right. to basically say, look, and I think a lot, and I'm not really speaking out on this, but like we <laughs> wanted to be able to create something that we could do that was going to be easy enough that could be plugged and played where we could open a lot of these places. Right. Got this it. was the concept where it's like, hey, gotcha. look, how can we make this enough, enough idiot proof, you know, <laughs> right. to, to where this can be set up like a Zach's, a Marco's, something like that. And, and Lord knows that it'll ever get there. But, you know, it, it was that was the idea when we got there. Like, hey, look, we want to open multiple locations of this place. And again, we don't have anything lined up yet. We're just in the first couple months opening. You know, I think naturally we we want to try to get something else open, um, but you know we got to make sure home, home base is good. Right. And things have been going so good. And um, tell us about the concept too, because Southbound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely like, this have is, like this. it's totally different. It's yeah. literally the complete opposite. Yeah, it's you perfect. It's, it's crazy. It's. Uh, it's you almost know, I like think as you get older, like your restaurants age yeah, with yeah, you exactly. a little bit. I mean, or at least this one. At least this one. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of, um, you know, I think it was like let's, and I think Cromwell said like let's let's there's a there's a need here. You know, the uh, Yo Pizza used to be in um, yeah, yeah Daniel Village, and then when they closed, right, that used to be a thing. And then he really brought this up, which makes perfect sense. When you're when you're a family, and, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I have a stepdaughter that's older, but you know, I'm. I'm like not, uh, you know, my wife is very hands-on and cooking and I'm just right. do everything else. You know, like <laughs> I'm just, I'm crazy. I'm all over the place. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I eat at home, not that much. Like if um, you know George right now, he's checked his phone probably about 10 times during this interview. Yeah, he's a busy guy. So, you know, and so he kind of brought up a, a good thing. Like what are some things that, that, that families have to have, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they eat, they eat Mexican once a week. Yep. <laughs> they eat Chick-fil-A, chicken fingers Amen. once a week. <laughs> and then they order in pizza. You know, like True. those those are the three basic yeah. food outings for a family. Yeah. You know, I don't even like, have a family, but you just match what I eat every week. <laughs> and, and it just is. So it's like, let's create something where people can come in with their families and then it's like, okay, well, let's throw some arcade games in this. Let's make a little arcade room, you know, for, for people to come right. in. And that's exactly what it's been. And yeah. it's, it's genius. I mean, it really is. You know, it's the, the simple things. It really is. It's like, oh my gosh, is it really this simple? <laughs> and it's, <laughs> by know? the way, very clean. <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah, we completely took all the, I mean, God, there's a whole office next door that's got every sign poster and everything just junk. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a Horderville <laughs> over there. And so, you know, it really is, um, it's been, it, it's been great. And people, are, are loving it. And, and I was actually talking to Andrew about this, I think before I, I, I headed up to Charleston this past weekend, but you know, I was like, man, like it's crazy how there hasn't been, you know, people have opinions like, you know, especially with your Yelp, with you right. know, everything they're going to tell you what exactly. And things have been so positive, especially when it comes to barbecue. And really when it comes to pizza, it's exactly what they think of about right. your stuff. Well, yeah. and, and you're, you were talking about families going to Mexican and families yeah. going to Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> the hardest thing when you have a family, I don't have a family, but I like to watch families yeah. order yeah. food. It's a crap show. Yeah. But y'all have made it so simple to order. Dude, Tell us QR, about the yeah, order. So, Tell us about how to order dude, when you go to your so to Soul City genius. Pizza. And like, so Toast, which is this great 
point of sale system and it's so revolutionary and I, I mean, the more we've been with them for a long time, like right. the first people in Augusta that had them and now you got Sean White on them, Howard Ushery on them. Everybody's moving to this point of sale system and they have the little, they have the handhelds, which makes things easier. Someone can walk to the table, place your order, go straight back to the kitchen. You can also pay on that pay, handheld. Pay on that handheld. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we were involved during COVID in the beta process of this QR code thing where you scan it on your phone and you've seen a lot of this like at bodega yeah right you can see to pull the menu up you know that's that's the thing right well they take it a step further you can see this you can order you can pay you can apple pay straight from you can paypal straight from it and you place your order and then somebody runs it to you it doesn't eliminate the servers it doesn't people are like oh uh you, even when i see people with toast like i was in uh, san diego like two weeks ago and there was some restaurants had it. i was talking to a server she's like oh that would eliminate me i'm like it really, you still have to serve. Like you still, you don't get to like not bring people their it's drinks. Not a right. belt. Yeah, it's not, you know, like you still, you know, it just is an easier way for them to do this. And this, I promise you is the way that everything will be going. Oh, I love it. it it's just I, great. I, we, we went out to soul city pizza a couple of weeks ago with some friends, took them there. And, uh, it was just awesome that we could just order as we were just, you know, whenever I'm ready for next beer, you just hit it in, hit it in and it, it literally comes out. And I like how y'all, y'all say, do you want it in a can or in a glass? Yeah. And, and it's it comes just, out the way it should. And it's just like, it's completely to where you control. There is no server error. There is no, you're doing this. And so, and, and we worked on this for a while with Southbound during COVID when they were in the beta process, we were, uh, you know probably a group of smaller restaurants say, Hey, look, we need you to do this. And once you give you, give us your feedback right. um, with this point of sale system. And then um, Brian and, and them, they went out to like Napa Valley and saw it at some pizza places. Then when I was in, um, in Portland, Maine for new year's, it was, uh, there was a place called high roller, extremely big, extremely high volume lobster rolls, Mm. Very fun atmosphere place. And you could order at, you could order at the bar and there was like a 50 person line. You know, <laughs> you could go, you could order in this long take order. And they're like, oh, you can order at the table. And I was like, with toast? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh yes, I know about this. And so, <laughs> and so, so like it was, and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, and we were already kind of doing it. And this is what Brian and Andrew wanted to do with Soul City. And I wasn't hundred percent sold on it yet. Not saying that I'm the deciding factor, but you know, I'm going to scream, you know, your partner. You know, partner. It's so it sold me completely on this is the way it's going. If it's happening up North, it comes down South. It right. might be years later, yeah. but it's just like, this is what, this is the new rest. This is what's going to happen in the industry. And so, and again, I think it's, uh, you know, it's super, uh, you know, forward thinking, but it's just, this is the way it's all going to go. Yeah. I think people are starting to see it. I think that you'll see other restaurants here start to do it because it just makes life easier for the server. Right. And, and again, it does not hurt their food. And we can't look, there's one thing I can tell you about Southbound and Soul City and anything we own. We we are a as close to a tight knit family as you can be. These mm -hmm. these people that work for us, when they're off work, they are there. They're right. there eighty <laughs> hours a week. Yeah, it ain't there because they're working. They're only working forty of them. Right. You know, it's just like this. The atmosphere to us is so important for our um, for our staff. You know, they, it's we want them to be like, look, this is your home. You are our family. This is what we want. And 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 again, I think a lot of people do that, but with having the bands, with having the bar crowd. Um, we've always been able to, 
embrace that a little bit further than other restaurants just because we have always had that nightlife scene. Yeah. So before we leave the the Soul City <laughs> yeah. uh, conversation, because we have a lot of other things that we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. David and I experienced your pizza, and I feel like when people that don't like pizza or they don't really eat pizza a lot, they really look at the the toppings that, that are on it. But one thing that y'all really mastered is the dough. Y'all's dough is when I when I look for a dough, I look for the crunchy crust yep. and a good bottom on yep. the on the pizza. And y'all have really mastered it. But also on your menu, you also offer cauliflower crust, yes. which I think people need to know. Which oh, I've not had it, but the reviews on the cauliflower crust is insane. It's great, and you know, like I'm not like some like little you know hippie. Uh, <laughs> cauliflower no you know and that's all cool if you are but you know it's uh but like it I, that's my go-to if i'm eating i'm going cauliflower and it, it's it's almost it's thin like you're kind of tombstoney like right. you know, it's crunchy it's thin and crunchy and you i remember my dad when we were doing this and i was like he loves stuff super he loves like luigi's pizza this kind of okay. thin yes super crispy keep make it real crispy for me and he was saying, he kind of came in and he's like, I'm like, dude, you got to try this. He's like, I'm not trying that. You know, I'm not doing that. You know, why don't you just make your pizza this way? And he hadn't even tried the pizza yet. I run this thing in and I'm like, here, try this. And he's like, this is perfect. And I'm like, that is cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, and it sold him. And he That's like, incredible. All his friends, you know, at the country club and all that, you know, and that, that scene of those That's older funny. guys that are so, you know, they, they, they're not, you know, you tell them call conservative, fire, conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just not the way to go. But to see them kind of come in and just go to the cauliflower, I'm just laughing in my head. Like, that's awesome. Great. Well done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Will there be music at Soul City Pizza? I think that we might do some acoustic stuff outside. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I think. Family I like friendly kind of stuff. Family stuff. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I think Southbound 2 has picked up that in such a huge force. Right. They yeah. just don't want to mess with it. Yeah. Like, look, if it was, if, if we was if there was a gap that needed to be taken up in Augusta, we do it. Right. Yeah. But it just doesn't like Southbound Two is really just grab that by the horn and we have the Sharon Jones Amphitheater and we have, you know, the inside stage and the beer garden stage. Right. And it's just it's so much and it's just easier on Brian and I instead of having to book two different bands a night yep. and sometimes even three because you have one beer garden band then one inside band yep. then over at Southbound band and it, you know or at Soul City band like it just the stress of that you know and like is it even worth it are we losing money on it you like yeah. mm -hmm. you know and it's just kind of like it's been a lot easier just to focus on one location yeah. well you know. congratulations on Soul City y'all <laughs> have so, really done a good job with I, that we're so excited for where that's gonna go and and I think it's really going to be a home run. Like right now, I want to get some Soul City pizza. Come on. And, you, right. and you mentioned building a, a bigger arcade in the back area. Yeah. I think we're going to like kind of uh, transition to the back. Some for sure. Like it's not like we're not at the point now. The weather's good. So when it was a little bit colder, which was for like a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, hey, look. And then everything opened up outside. And we haven't gotten to the back yet. But like, um, you know, the, the, the idea is to kind of, you know, add a couple more games, get the back seated yeah. and, and have that for like a little party room. Yeah. Um, like, cause that's kind of what it was before that back bar, people would rent it out. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and so that's, uh, I, I definitely say that's in the, in the cards. Very nice. cool. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of George Clausen and we'll be talking major rager and other events in the Augusta area after this quick message from our friends, the clubhouse. 
What is the Clubhouse? The Clubhouse is Augusta's nonprofit innovation center located inside the Georgia Cyber Center. And how does the Clubhouse work with our community? They help people find inexpensive places to work with memberships starting less than $50 a month where you can get a desk, a conference room, and you can work with great amenities at the Georgia Cyber Center. And if you're trying to grow a business, their Make Startups program will also help with classes that talk about mentorship. There's office space, access to startup capital. And of course, they teach you the basics of what you need to get your business going. Whether it's these things, a career in technology, or just some networking in the community, the Clubhouse is a great place to start. If you want to learn more about them and find out about joining, visit them online at theclubhouse.se. And for your small business, visit makestartups.com. We've been talking about music. Yep. Um, and so let's kind of transition now sure. to the other thing that you do full time, which is uh, <laughs> kind of the concerts event planning. Yeah. When we first started this conversation, before we went on air, you were telling us about this show in Charleston that got pushed off for like <laughs> three, four years. Yeah. So obviously the last couple of years have been kind of tough, but you've it still been a, doing some shows. Tell us about like, yeah, like just a, that. Yeah, this it's, it's a, it's a new world. And I think, um, a lot of the stuff that people thought, you know, that the bands were going to like, Oh God, this is going to reset the promoter slash bands, like what they want, what, you know, what they're going to, going to get, um, you know, versus things just kind of get very, um, one-sided you know it's not it's not set up for the promoter to to make money you know it's what the bands can get and right you try to get some of the alcohol revenue and a little bit of you know 10 percent of the right of the tickets so, so it's getting more expensive to do shows <laughs> well it's it we thought i thought it was going to transition i was wrong bands are playing even more now to make up for the time that they didn't mm -hmm. and people think like at this time Dude, there was not an industry impacted more than the music industry over that kind of two-year period. Yeah. It really was. I mean, these bands that were making $100,000 a night are, like, cutting lawns. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it was that bad. Like, you know, they were trying to start this disaster funds, which ended up coming. And look, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for government aid. We, no restaurant would be, no music, no bands would be. So I'm very thankful for the way... Look, did it put us in some debt that we're never going to get out of? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, we wouldn't be able to be here talking, and none of these restaurants would be here, and right. none of these bands would be here if there wasn't something. When you shut down an entire country due to something that, that you know, was scary, you have to be able to, to reboot. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, regardless of any political crap on either side of the fence— right. America is officially open. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, and this weekend I saw it and it was so great. You know, this this music festival, Charleston Bluegrass Festival, that was literally when I, it was like March nineteenth and twentieth of nineteen. So one week after the shutdown, this festival was supposed to happen. And so Man. it was like and it was just a like it was awful and it, you know because it was that, that, that actually that weekend was like the perfect weekend it was like 75 degrees right you know, we're like what did we could have crossed this festival right. this would have happened and everyone's sitting at home everybody's sitting at home then we tried to redo in august and and then they wouldn't open up then we tried to do it one other time i forget maybe it was the following march and the band wasn't comfortable and then mm. and then and then now we transitioned to another uh you know we were able to finally pull it off this weekend and it was it was perfect. And my partner Ian 
is such a badass and kind of really just everything I have going on here and, and with Soul City, I really wasn't able to put in the time on the back end and he just crushed it. And it was a yeah. flawless Flawless festival. You shout know, out 3,000. Yeah, shout out Ian. He'll never listen to this. Ever. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But, you know, he's just the dude. He just grinds. Like, he he, he just he gets it. And he, um, but, you know, it really was. It was 3,000 people, you know, which is a lot for a bluegrass festival. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it was perfect. You know, got a little rain on the first night, um, but it didn't mess up anything. It was bad here on Friday. We're like, oh my God, this is coming in. And so we were like, we were like getting ready. To, we we're like going over like this shelter in place thing, like getting people to go back to their cars and stuff. And then it just broke up. It never happened. Crazy. And it was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, of course this happens to us. And it did never happen. And it was, it was a great weekend and everyone had a good time. No one got hurt. Nobody, it was just a great experience. Um, but you know, at the same time, I was kind of like, dude, I just got a new restaurant. I want to be home. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just want it. Like, I want some pizza. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I just want some pizza. And I was in San Diego the week before for a wedding. So I'm like, just having like full on, like, I just want to be home, please. Um, but it really was. And I'm happy to be back and be back for like a month or so before I go anywhere. Are you excited about the major rager? And here's a quick disclosure. Um, the major rager did happen the Saturday of master's week. So if you missed it, that is a bummer. Those who went know that the local bands were awesome. There was Easily Amused outside, Coach inside, Firebirds were awesome. It was a great vibe. Tons of people were out there. So congratulations, George, on a fantastic event. We are about to talk about some details of that event and make sure you look out for upcoming events that Clausen and the Friends with Benefits group does. And you can find information about their shows at fwbpro.com. Tell us about that. That's happening, dude. And, and that's this, during Masters yes, Week. Yes, Masters. It's and you guys uh, April didn't do 9th. It. You guys didn't do it last year, right? No, we did some. I'm trying to remember. You did something smaller last year, and I know Moon Taxi came last year. Yeah, at some yeah. Point it as was. Well. Uh, it it might have done something maybe the November before. Mm. Mm. Um, I think oh, that's what it was. That's right. Masters Week. Masters. Last it was the November. We did like a seated no, things years. actually yeah. with Future Birds, and we told them then. Yeah. That, hey, look, if you do this. Then we'll bring you back for like a full on major rager. Yeah. And um so and again we we go way back with these guys, some you know, college. Right. And and during the pandemic, you know, they were around their ten years and they dropped a album and it put them like on a whole nother level. And so to see them kind of be at a stagnant point in their careers where they're still good for a thousand tickets anywhere in this country mm -hmm. to put them on to where like they're playing with camp and playing two nights at red rocks you know like right. it just it, it put them on on the trajectory and everybody's so happy and this album's so good and um so you know you just and that happens in the industry like you know there's been so many bands where i'm like oh my gosh this band's gonna make it and they don't and right. there's so many times i've been this band sucks and they do right. you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no rhyme or reason and you know and it was like oh my gosh are they gonna be able to break through and i think they just finally put like this is this is gonna be it this is our our album and and every one of them have written songs on there from thomas to womack to carter all all of them wrote different stuff on on different songs on the album and, and they're all so good and I'm super proud of them, and I'm super excited to have them Masters Week because, like, they, they know everybody. We all have the same friends. We all semi-grew up around the same people, and they're, they're kind of majority from Atlanta. Right. And Womack is from, like, Waynesboro, <laughs> just, like, coincidentally. And we're all the same age. And so, uh, you know, so it's just – it's been really cool to see them see them grow and crush it. And so I'm super excited to have them, 
home and and to have them uh, really just you know have a great major rager. And this is like the ninth one. I That's think. awesome. So Wait. next year, ten year anniversary. Ten year. That's gonna I don't be know exciting. What we do. Um, <laughs> you know, and again, I think it's kind of like, yeah, I think I was talking about this with y'all before the the show too. Like, you kind of get to a point in life to where, dude, I used to take like the biggest risk ever. Like, it just like, yeah, right. You know, Kid Rock, Zach Brown, yeah. Keith Urban. You know, just stupid. Like, and, and, and people in hear your those life, names and they're like, that's yeah. not risky. Those are great names, but no, you're dude. thinking like, I'm spending a million dollars and I'm yeah. gonna lose two hundred grand. You right, know, like yeah. these are in your life. Nice. Right, right. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's this, this is like, you know, if this doesn't happen, this is so bad. Yeah, right. You're never going to be able right. to and financially that, recover from this. That stress is so much, dude. I, I was getting pictures it. of me in 2018, and I think I was at like 165 pounds. I'm 200 <laughs> pounds now. But I remember just going through that whole transition <laughs> I gotta of see how stressful, of that. how stressful that whole time yeah. was for me. And like we had major rager in St. Louis, you know, we went to, we did two other PGA championships. We did uh PGA championship in it, uh, quail hollow in Charlotte. Wow. And then we went to St. Louis and did the PGA championship. You yeah, that was stressful. We partnered with Live Nation, which is like the biggest promotion. Yeah, yeah, they're in massive. The Freaking world. Yeah. And um, you know, it was just a lot. That was such a a year. It was uh it was a lot. When was that? That was eighteen. Okay. That was the Keith Urban year. Okay. Going into I think that was April and June. And that kind of like wow. the stress of just having two massive shows and yeah. going and we were messing with kind of the PGA stuff and it's like, dude, everything has to be perfect. You know, yes. I'm going into a new city. I'm partnering with the biggest promoter in, in the world. And I don't want them to think that we don't have our stuff together. And I'd never been to St. Louis. <laughs> you know, and so it was just, it was like, it ended up being fine. You know, it was, it was great. It was awesome night. And, you know, they kind of, they really just kind of just, took the whole show over. They didn't really, we were just kind of there. It was weird. It was kind of weird. It's like, I remember we were at like the front gate and they had this huge line of like a thousand people. And I grabbed like a thing to try to get people in. I'm like, I don't care. Just get them in, get them in. I don't want to like look bad. And this person, we got like a full on argument. And then like the band's manager came. I was like, dude, you just got to just let them do it. And I was like, all right, fine. Y'all just do it here. Do everything <laughs> and just enjoyed the show and hung out. I think we had funk you playing. It's a random bar. And then like Todd Lewis from the golf channel came up and sang like, pour some sugar on me. That's incredible. Blackout. It was great. That's incredible. Way to go, Todd. Uh, way to go, Todd. It was great. <laughs> so, and masters. Oh, he's the greatest guy. And, um, uh, he he's awesome. So he comes. Remember last Masters, he came in and we got him to sing at South by One. Yep, yep. It's great. <laughs> um, but you know it uh, it it's you know, the, the people you meet, the, the fun stuff you get to do, and you kind of look back and even doing all this stuff for all these years. I had a conversation with Brian, like uh, and Lisa Taylor, who's been a, a huge part in everything that I've done. Um, you know, like God, we've done so much cool stuff. When you sit back and look at all the stuff that you've done, even though it most of them lost money, you know? <laughs> but you know, it, you sit back and we've just done some really cool stuff in the city. We've done some really cool artists over the years. And it's just like, you know, to sit back when I'm like 50 years old, I'm like, man, did we really, you know, kid rock on a we did some cool Monday things, night yeah. in, in Augusta was great. <laughs> you know, and then staying up all night at the Partridge Inn and like missing flights. And, you know, <laughs> you know, like it was just like, you just have these stories, you know, yeah. like it just, it's great. This year is benefiting, uh, my buddy Frank Hole that passed away. Um, so that's a huge 
thing for me to do this. And he was like Mr. Masters. Mm -hmm. So like it's, uh, you know, this is good. And his family and us are so close. It is for the Hale House Foundation downtown who I'm on their board. I love everything that the Hale House does. And um, just big into, you know, they're, they're really just pioneering the recovery here in Augusta. And it's just a really, really cool thing of all the lives and stuff that they save on a daily basis and all the stuff they put up with to do that is a lot. Um, so it's extremely important to me to, to have this for Frank and, and for the Hale House. It just means a lot. So, you know, so when you do support your ticket, know that, that this, a portion of this is going to support, you know, men's recovery and, and the Hale House Foundation and everything they do. It's awesome. Awesome. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the drop the disc question right after we shout out our friends at Augusta Hemp Company, who not only do all the things Chris is about to tell you, but also helped us out and helped make the Get Up Productions Bobby Jones Invitational Show possible. Thank you to Dr. Milhouse and his staff for all your help. We are here to tell you about Augusta's first cannabis company known as Augusta Hemp Company. Dr. Milhouse is a pioneer in cannabis research and development and has helped thousands across the U.S. get the specific formulas they need. If you've got questions regarding the research of how cannabis can possibly help with coronavirus, get on over to AugustaHempCompany.com today. Dr. Milhouse and his staff are HIPAA certified and compliant and would love to help you find the perfect formula to suit your needs from CBD to THC. They've got you covered in the AUG. Let's let's wrap it up. Yeah. You yeah. Ready to wrap it up? Yeah. We're going to ask you the same question that we asked you two years ago. <laughs> What's that? Uh, <laughs> I'll remind you. Uh, Feels like the first time every time. Yeah. So we're here dropping the disc. We're trying to get rid of that disgusta. Yeah. Um, if someone were to walk up to you now and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what would your response be to them? And of course, the drop the disc question is presented by our friends at Tranner Gray Media. Here at Tranner Gray Media, we are a full service award-winning marketing agency specializing in video production based right here in Augusta. We have experience at both the local and national level, partnering with businesses to bring their message to the forefront. Whether you need video, graphic design, digital or traditional advertising, web work, or creative services, we exist to help you tell your story. Uh... That's a good question. Um, I mean, you really just have to be like, you know, you should have been here five years ago because there's been there's been so much stuff that's happened in this town. And, and, and you don't really see it until you're kind of away of how much stuff is happening mm-hmm. here. I mean, things are growing, even if that's out in Evans, even if that's downtown. You know, things are really starting to, to shape up for Augusta and, and to really see where it's about to go. Like we are, and I probably said this two years ago, but like we are on the cusp of this place really in this trajectory of the university and the apartments and stuff that are being downtown, the cyber community, the jobs. I mean, so many people are moving. Like I have family, I have friends that are moving back from New York, DC, Nashville, they're coming home and this they were never coming home yeah. right you know? yeah. and it was you know and even my sister my sister Monty just got back just moved home from Nashville she's been gone for 15 years and she just moved home 
and it's it's a big deal. Is she glad to be back? She is. And That's like awesome. she bought the house behind my sister, so their two houses connect. <laughs> like you know, like this is how crazy stuff is getting. And I'm, I'll, you know, like a couple months ago, I was trying to buy the house the right them so we could just have this trifecta <laughs> on like Walton Way, Henry Street, and you know, Santa. It ended up not happening, but it would. I don't think Augusta could have handled that. <laughs> but so it's probably best that it didn't. But you're just you're starting to see that people are. You know, it's all when when you're when you're younger and and you and you're out you want to go to these big cities and then you realize like i want to start a family mm. and i want to come home and augusta's booming and it's just like this is where i want to raise your kids you know you want to raise your kids in new york dc right. you know, maybe nashville but you know it's like it's just you know it's just kind of like this is the way things are going the more people that move home the more job opportunities are happening these you know my sister works for a huge um, medical device company, you know, and she's a, a regional manager for them. So, you know, for them to even let her be able to come here, she's not, uh, Georgia's not even one of her territories, you know, but like, this is just a big deal for, for people, um, yeah. to start moving back and opening businesses and, and stuff. So extremely excited to see where it was, I mean, where it's going and, and where it's, where it's come from. So, I mean, my answer would be, you know, why don't you all of the above? Yeah, literally. I think, I think, uh, I think you can add to that too, that it's, it's a place that supported new restaurants yeah. in a time when you're supposed to be closing your restaurants. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a pretty big thing. I, it is. I, I think it's really cool that you said that David, because I was thinking when all, when COVID was going on, I can't think of a single restaurant that actually had to close their doors and didn't open back up. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't know of any that didn't open back up. Yeah. Some people might have changed their concepts or changed right. stuff a little bit, but no one didn't right. reopen. Which is um, incredible. It is. You know, yeah. I think it's important. We have such a great community, restaurant community that supports, and I um, just hope that continues. Yep. Well, George, yeah. best of luck to you. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you all.